fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I'm the Clydesdale. She is Jesse Smith. We are so honored to have you with us tonight. How's it going, Jesse? I'm happy to be here. I'm happy you're still awake and it's, you know, adjusting to my uh, West Coast time out here. So happy to be here. Yeah. And I've had to quit caffeine in the last like three months or three weeks. So I am like uncaffeinated and just, oh. I'm getting better. Like three weeks in, I'm, a, I'm starting to like see the light. Yeah. But those was first it like two a, weeks. Uh, was this like a choice or was this like prescribed? What usually people don't do that cold turkey. Yeah. So I have like a reflux issue with my larynx. Mm, okay. And they, and reducing the caffeine reduces the reflux. Got it. So I'm actually kind of similar. I, not doctor diagnosed, but self-diagnosed. I have like a, a small form of AFib. Um, and for a while I was getting like heart flutters and like my heart rate would just skyrocket when I would be doing nothing. Um, so I stopped drinking caffeine like a year and a half ago now. Um, and I drink like tea every once in a while, but I do decaf coffee and everybody thinks I'm crazy because I don't do energy drinks or anything like that. But I feel like you said there is a light at the end of the tunnel after like three or four weeks, you start just adjusting to life, uh, sadly, but it works. So I will, I will be transparent. I have one cup of coffee in the morning mm -hmm. and, and then I'm done for the day. Like, so I, I'm not totally cold Turkey yet. I have not been able to, cause it's still cold here. Yeah. Like some mornings and that, that hot cup of coffee is just, so hopefully this summer I can get rid of that as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Something warm in the morning. I will say I do decaf coffee in the morning and it, it doesn't hit you as hard, but it still tastes pretty good and it's warm. So. Yeah. And what's crazy is our, our title sponsor is C4. Um, oh, but yes. thank goodness they have other products that are yeah. not energy drinks. <laughs> Um, yeah. and, and I do, and I do partake in those without caffeine. So, but it's so awesome. This isn't about me. This is about you. What are, what are we doing here? Well, I think we're talking about so, CrossFit and the season and everything. So I'm excited to yeah, chat yeah. about it. <laughs> so I met you last year at Granite Games. Mm -hmm. You were hanging out at that point in time with Danny Oliveri, who I think mm -hmm. is everybody's friend. Yes. She is one of the sweetest people I've met in the space. And it's, it's funny when you meet people like that because it is a competitive space, but then you meet, I mean, her and so many other people that are just like a little beacon of sunshine and just want to say hi to everyone. So we're not all, you know, angry and competitive all the time, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I, and I loved, I loved Danny and I loved mm -hmm. that you guys were hanging out and, and that was right after you were the fashionista on the grand <laughs> floor yes, with the Puma basketball Jersey. And the sunglasses. And the sunglasses. Yep. So I noticed, like, as I'm, I've watched back on video, you actually have, like, something tying those on. Because that was yeah. the legless rope climb event. Uh-huh. With um, the shuttle, shuttle runs, I guess, in between. But, yeah. Right. So the glasses could jostle, but you had them mm -hmm. tightly affixed to the head mm -hmm. um, to keep the fashion going. Exactly. Um, what was, was that a plan? Do you, do you like doing the fashion thing on the floor? Um, do you um, like just being kind of yourself and independent? I feel like it's a little bit of the latter. Um, so Chandler and I, a lot of people didn't notice this and also you end up taking your shirt off and whatever, but we tried to coordinate our outfits. Um, so like, I think we wore like blue during the same events and green and whatever. Um, I don't know if anybody picked up on that. But on the last event, we both wore jerseys. He wanted to wear his Puma jersey, so he had a black one. And I was like, okay, I don't want to wear like a you know basketball long jersey. And luckily, Puma had like the really cool women's cropped one. So I got that. And I honestly, it's funny, right before that event, I almost didn't wear it because I was like, I feel like this might be a little bit too much because 
you know, sometimes if you come out with like a statement outfit, it's like you have to be in first place or just be in last place and be like, well, I don't really care what's happening. Yeah, that right there. And so I was like, you know what? I think I was in like, I don't know, 12th or 13th or something. And I was like, I'm good at rope climb. So I think it should go pretty well. I like this workout. So I was like, let's just wear it and see what happens. And I think I went on social media like an hour or two after that. And like my uh, really good friend, Patrick, uh, PQP photos took that set up in that video and it just went like crazy on the internet and so many people were like oh I want to get that jersey and they bought it and like tagged me in it later it was super weird it was not what I was expecting to happen with that um and I feel like it was also a little bit of like a a beacon of light for people who wear glasses in the space too I have I, I can't see without them and I wear I don't like wearing contacts they just feel weird on my eyes so I wear the glasses I have on are actually prescription sunglasses too because a lot of people were like why are you wearing those like they're whatever they're useless and I was like no I actually I need those to see and they're sunglasses so they were serving a dual purpose there as well yeah it um it would have been awful had you jumped for the rope and missed it because you couldn't see it <laughs> exactly and I've done that with like wall balls or the rings too you jump up and I'm like oh they're blurry I can't see them <laughs> so I I I wasn't going to talk about Chandler but you brought him up. So here we go. Um, so a lot of people know you as Chandler's wife, mm -hmm. but you in your own right are a really, really fit person. Thank you. <laughs> and last year at Granite Games, you finished 11th mm -hmm. um, in a very, very stacked field. Mm -hmm. So going in last year, was that, was that the goal, like to try to get up into that top 10 or did you think you had a shot at the games? You know, I was actually just talking to, I don't know who, I think I was either talking to Danny or my friend, uh, Megan or somebody about this. Um, I feel like obviously everybody goes to semis and like they want to go to the games, but I think, you know, you have to sort of have like that realistic goal of like where you're going to go every year because you know, if you go into semis and which is where we were at last year, if you come into semis and you're in 25th spot, like the chances of you making games are pretty slim. So I feel like you need to have a realistic goal on that so you can enjoy the weekend and hopefully get out of the weekend what you want from it. Um, and so like, I knew that I talked to my coaches and everything going into that um, at Granite Games last year. And like you said, it was stacked. Mal couldn't compete up at Canada. So then she came down there too. And I was like, oh, are we gonna have six spots? They were like, nope, still five. And I was like, incredible. Um, so it was a it was a tough, it was a tough competition all around going in. The workouts at Granite Games are always super hard because it's out on the field, the sun's beating down on you. So I I knew going into it that I wanted to be in the top half. I was shooting for top 10, it was pretty close, but I you know, I kind of knew that the game spot wasn't going to be there last year because I think I know Danny was there. Um, and then obviously Mal and Amanda um, and Alex Gazan. Like there were a ton of good girls there that I was like, OK, I'm I know I'm fit. I know I'm not fitter than them right now. Um, so I was trying to be real realistic with myself. And I think that helps because I wanted to be in that like 10 to 15 position. And I ended up there and I was really happy with that. So I think having that realistic goal made the weekend a lot more fun and enjoyable. Yeah, if anything states how stacked that division was or that semifinal was, Chloe Wilson having no finish yeah. lower than eighth and not making the games is a huge indicator of how stacked that was. Yeah, yeah, she's a fit chick too. It was it was crazy. And like at the time I was training with Amanda Barnhart, so I was just like, I knew we were in different realms. And, you know, she was nervous about going there too, even though I knew she was going to be fine. But still, I was like, this is, you know, we're, we're batting at a different, uh, out of different boxes here. But it was still a good weekend. So at Granite Games, you, your goal is t 10 to 15. You did mm -hmm. that, almost surpassed it, but you did it. And at the same time, your fiance, soon to be husband, is having a really rough weekend with mm -hmm. asthma. And as an mm -hmm. asthma sufferer myself, that is hellacious. And I can't even imagine trying to compete under that situation. So how torn were you between the two situations, you competing yourself and what was going on with him? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's tough because, you know, I'm sure people have had this on every spectrum, but like, it's hard when you are doing your own thing and trying to celebrate yourself, but also 
trying to take care of somebody else who's not having a good weekend at all. Um, and we've, you know, we've kind of bounced around that a few times because we competed at Granite Games together the year prior to that. We had done Wadapalooza twice together. We had competed up in Canada at the same time. So, you know, we weren't shy to competing next to each other. And usually it's the opposite way around where I'm not having a great weekend and he's doing really, really well. So I think he prepared me well to be a good partner in that situation. Um, and just to figure out how to be patient and do what I could for him at that point, which sadly wasn't, you know, that much um, other than going to get him like every allergy medication I could find. Um, but it was, you know, it was tough. And I, I think, well, I, you know, I don't want to complain about it. Like it was also a good learning opportunity going into getting married a few months later, you know, I feel like that was probably one of the biggest hurdles we had to come over and we, we both handled it very well and, you know, better than I ever could, but it was a, it was a big learning weekend for sure. So uh, what, okay. So now we're going to go back to origin, Jesse. So yeah. how did you find CrossFit? You said um, you've been CrossFitting since 2013 before we got on yes. the air. Yeah. What was your athletic background and how did you maneuver into CrossFit? Yeah, I would say my athletic background is very, it was very tiny. Um, so I grew up in a small town, Blairsville, Pennsylvania, shout out, um, which pretty much nobody's heard of. So <laughs> yeah, I grew up. Way so I, I grew up, I grew up in Western Pennsylvania. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you actually might know where Blairsville is. I vaguely know that it's, yeah. it's east of where I grew up. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Okay. So yeah, small town. Um, so anyway, we had a graduating class of, I think like 72 people. Um, and so everybody that probably went to a small school, you know, that if you're kind of athletic, they're going to put you in all of the sports. So like I played basketball, softball, volleyball, I ran track. I was doing softball and track in the spring one year because they needed people on both teams. So like I would go to like track practice on Monday and volleyball on Tuesday. And like, it was chaotic, but that's just, what you had to do. So I never really ended up excelling at any sport because I was so all over the place and scattered with everything that I was doing. Um, do you think that and, set you up for CrossFit and the variety? You know, I was just going to say that it, at the time I thought it kind of like stunk because I was like, Oh, I'm not very good at anything, but I was never really good at anything until I got to CrossFit. And I was like, Oh, I'm not, and I say this all the time, I'm not very good at anything, but I'm also not bad at anything. Like there's really no big holes, which is really good in a CrossFit aspect, which means you have room to grow in every side and you don't have to just, just work on, you know, strength or just work on running or whatever. So I am happy and fortunate in that respect. Um, I did play volleyball for a little bit in college, like half of a semester, but it wasn't really for me. Um, I had a friend who was going to a CrossFit gym uh, out in Greensburg, PA. And whenever I went to one class, I, I remember the workout. I don't remember specifically, but it had banded pull-ups in it at the time. I couldn't even do like a regular pull-up. I couldn't barely do a push-up. I remember using a band to do the pull-ups and it like shot up between my legs. It got caught in my hair. I was like, this is so stupid. I don't know why I'm here. And then I came back the next day because I liked all the people. And that's pretty much like everything with me in CrossFit. I, I like the sport, but I always like the people and everybody else that I'm around even more. Um, I always say if it ever stops being fun, I'm not going to do it, but I'm always around fun people. So I don't see that happening anytime soon. Okay. So I just looked <laughs> up Blairsville and I was yeah. right. <laughs> okay. So I, you, you are just east of Pittsburgh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I grew up just north of Pittsburgh. Oh, cool. Okay. That's really fun. Yeah. I went to school uh, in Pittsburgh. I went to Chatham university for grad school and was lived there for a few years afterwards. So I'm a, I'm a Pittsburgh girl. Chandler always makes fun of me because I say I'm from Pittsburgh, but I'm actually not in the Pittsburgh Metro area. I am in central PA, whatever. Um, but Steelers girl for life. So <laughs> you, you and my wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, my family were diehard Steeler fans to the point where like my rebellion was to leave the Steelers. Oh, which seriously. Okay. At my age was dumb because I missed six Super Bowls yeah. doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then I went to be a Bears fan and it's been misery ever since. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I don't know. But I, <laughs> but I stuck with the Pirates and the Penguins. Penguins, not so bad. Pirates, Pirates awful. pure misery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So, awesome. okay. So you, you find CrossFit. You couldn't even do a pull up, but you, there was something there that like got you going. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, it was mostly the people and like the the friends that you could make through there. Um, I was always like, when I was in school, I was the weird girl. Like I worked at a gym, like a regular gym, Globo gym sort of setup. Um, I was always working out. I would get up super early in the morning to work out before class, and then I would go and work in the evening. So like I wasn't really doing a lot in college. Um, and it was funny because when I went to a CrossFit gym, I ended up making like all of my friends there because everybody else was kind of similar mindset where they wanted to work out at six in the morning before they went to work. So like my, my best friend now I met at that CrossFit gym originally like 10 years ago. And I truly think that it's like the people you meet in CrossFit that make it more fun and help keep you around for a long time because there are so many just like-minded people and just cool people to meet because you can meet you know, I could be best friends with somebody who's 30 years older than me, but we have very shared interests and we also go to class at the same time, which I think is really cool. At, at what point did you realize you could be competitive? Um, it actually wasn't until like two, maybe two and a half years ago, I'd say. Um, I, I was in physical therapy school. I always like just did CrossFit and coached on the side, um, but I was never very competitive. I knew I was like, okay, I could do ring muscle ups and handstand walk, but I never took it very seriously because school was always my main priority. Um, and then I got out of school. And as soon as I got out of school, COVID happened. And so that was the whole weird CrossFit year. Um, I actually trained a lot while COVID was happening. Uh, not, I was working at a hospital, so it wasn't like I was just stuck at home, but I worked out outside. I ran a lot. My friend and I would just like get a barbell and go work out in a parking lot. Um, so we actually got pretty fit during COVID and then I ended up making Granite Games the following year in 2021. Um, and I was surprised then I was supposed to go on a team. Um, but one of the girls we were supposed to go with, she actually tore her ACL. So I was like, all right, I'll just try to do the individual thing and ended up making it. Um, and I also, I wouldn't even say I was that competitive, you know, that year. And I know that's like weird to say you make semifinals and you're not competitive, but it was still more just for fun. And I made it that year. And then I kind of realized, okay, I can actually, I can do something with this, I think. Um, so I started going a little bit more in, I was still working, you know, trying to do it as a side thing. And yeah, I feel like I, I realized there is potential for it. You know, I don't think I'm going to win the games at any point, but it's cool to, to know there is something that you're good at. What's crazy is the more you talk, the more avenues I have to go down. And I love when people <laughs> do that. Yeah. So so I, I actually was at that Granite Games too. And I vaguely mm -hmm. remember you being there. Yeah. Um, and, and th there was like a buzz about you mm -hmm. that, that you were fitter than people thought you were. A little bit of an underdog, if you will, I suppose. I, I think it's also just being unknown in the sport, at least at that time, which is kind of cool. I actually don't even remember where I placed that year, I think I was like 18th or 19th, um, but I came in like, I, I kind of barely squeaked in that year. I think I was like 25th um, making it into there. And I said, I wanted to be, you know, in that like 10 to 20 spot whenever I, I left and I did that. Um, so I was really happy with it, but it was a, it was a fun intro year. I would say I didn't really like put my training into the front of my priorities, but it was cool. So what's really difficult about researching you is CrossFit has split mm. your bio across multiple, um, multiple bios. So it's yeah, hard to find all the information. And that actually caused a, an issue with mm -hmm. how many spots the West and the East would get at this year's semifinals. Mm -hmm. And until it was corrected, the West women were only going to get nine spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, because they, they corrected it and now they get 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they I originally I thought it was because um, I got married and my name changed, but it was actually because I had 
I had an account and as we all do, it was like my old like college account and I didn't have access to it anymore. So I made a new account with CrossFit thinking that it would just like, I don't know, be the same, like you're the same person, same whatever. And so it actually registered me as two different accounts. And so then when they did the worldwide rankings and I like looked it up and I was in two different spots and they were both like 7,000 and I was like, oh, that's not very good. <laughs> so I had to like reach out and get that fixed, but they were, they were really good. They fixed it by the time the new rankings came out and everything. So but very confusing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing they got it fixed because we've talked to a lot of athletes who it's been wrong for 10 years and it never got fixed. Like Travis yep. Mayer, not like a mm -hmm. no name in the sport. No. Um yeah, and he had like an old like motocross yeah. um motocross email, or whatever. email that he yeah. lost access to and yeah, same thing. Uh yeah. so that's crazy that that happened to you and so I have a question from the audience I'm going to throw up there. Okay. It is from Jonathan Ortega. Okay. Does being married to Chandler bring out the more competitive side of you or is it better for support? Hmm. Um, that's a great question, Jonathan. Thank you. Um, I would say it definitely brings out, I mean, I would say yes on both ends because he is the most supportive person I've ever met in my entire life, but it is so hard not to be competitive with him. Like we were just, if you follow me on Instagram, we were just sitting on the couch, we had popcorn and we were trying to see who could throw it into each other's mouths better. Like everything we do is a competition all the time, which I really like. I don't think I could have ever been with somebody who wasn't competitive. Um, it's, it happens. We'll play board games. We're competitive. We make, you know, jokes about like how long it's going to take us to walk to the gym and we make competitions out of that. Um, so yes, on the competitive side, but it also is very supportive because there's lots of days when I don't feel like training um, or I just, you know, feel like I'm not doing enough or whatever, but he is like the most supportive and motivational person. If anybody, everybody knows him, but like he is, he's motivation just in a shell of a person. So how did, how did you two meet? Actually, um, so weird roundabout story. I'll promise it'll make sense, but we, it's basically met through Instagram, but we had a mutual friend whose name is Luke, who actually lives in San Diego. Um, and he knew both of us. He kind of reached out to Chandler and said, Hey, I think you'd like this girl. She's kind of weird. You're a little bit weird, whatever. Um, and I obviously already knew who Chandler was. So we were following each other on Instagram and he actually posted a video of him cleaning. Um, and if everybody knows Chandler, he cleans his front rack is like, it's like just as bad as mine. Um, and so he posted a quote from Game of Thrones. Um, so for my Game of Thrones nerds, just what do we say to the God of death? Not today. Um, and so he was cleaning and I was like, oh, this guy, he's like super strong. He's really cute. He likes Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones. Awesome. So I sent him a fire emoji. Um, I don't know why that I, I thought that was going to be my in, but it worked. Um, so he responded and then we kept chatting back and forth and eventually we started texting and then he was in Kentucky at the time because he was still in the army and I was in Pittsburgh. And so we did the long distance thing for like a year or a year and a half. But like the first couple dates we had, we actually met up in Ohio because COVID was happening. So we'd like meet up and go for a hike and like get some pizza through a weird drive through because everything was closed. And we had an interesting start to the relationship, but it, it worked out. So I, I live in Ohio now. I live in Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there was a buzz about when you guys were dating that Chandler was coming through town okay. to meet a girl. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We would meet in uh, Lancaster, Ohio, which is near Columbus. So, yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just, just South of Columbus. Uh -huh. Um, and like, I, you know, there's a lot of CrossFit gyms in Columbus. It's a very, it's a big hotbed. Like I go to Christy O'Connell's gym. Yeah. Yeah. I love Christy. She's super nice. So like, and I'm in this, this realm. And so like, I'm around that buzz and it was really funny that that's, that's funny that that's how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Right, I mean, right nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing happens in the CrossFit space on the DL with him apparently too. So everybody, when one person knows, everybody knows. So at what point did you know, like this was the guy, the, the one. Uh, probably sooner than I'd like to admit. <laughs> So I, it was one of those things where like, I knew of him and I was like, oh, he's so cool. And like, he's funny and he's hot. 
and I was like okay got to know him and I was actually like he's the smartest person I've ever met he's just very like down to earth and everything so it was like I don't know honestly like a few weeks into us talking and I was like I definitely want to like date this guy and then we started dating pretty shortly after that and like I would say honestly a couple months into us dating I really like wanted you know things to work out for the long run um we were together for like you know two and a half years before we actually like got engaged or anything so by that point I was definitely sure but it was yeah it was definitely sooner than I would like to say <laughs> but that's great like when you know you know right yeah exactly so you said you were working as a physical therapist or going to physical therapy school mm -hmm. did you did you ever did you work as a physical therapist? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I and got do you out of... work? Sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I'll let okay. you. I'll let you go. <laughs> okay. Um. So I finished school 2019, uh, December 2019. Took my boards in January of 2020, and as you know, everybody knows, COVID started pretty soon after that. Um. I was working in acute care, so I was working in a hospital setting for the majority of my time after school. So I did that for like a year and a half. Um, and then whenever we moved to Boston, I worked as a home health physical therapist and I did that for about a year. And I recently, this wasn't really the plan, but I recently stopped working when we came out to California. Um, and I'm actually still looking for a job. So if anybody's on here and wants to hire me, let me know. Um, I would just, I don't know. I haven't found the right position for me yet. Um, I really like doing home health. The PT world is tough because a lot of things go through insurance and insurance payouts and things like that. And so the pay is very subject to where you're working. Um, and so, and also with hours and things like that, but I did work for about like two and a half years out of school. Um, and just recently stopped working, but hoping to get back into it. Cause I really, I find a lot of fulfillment with that. Um, I love training, but I do feel like my purpose being here on this earth is to help other people and not just to do things to help myself. So I, I enjoy working. And the CrossFit world is littered with PTs. Yeah. <laughs> and, That's and, and one of those you were, you were, you trained with a year ago with Amanda. Yep. Um, so who knows, maybe you just start your own, like PT. super cool CrossFitter practice. That would be really cool. You know, I've honestly been, cause like Amanda is a PT, Danny Oliveri, she's a PTA. Um, Kelly Stone is a PT. Like we could just be come up with this like really, you know, badass muscular group of chicks that are just kicking butt in the PT world. So I'm not against and I've that. Had all, anybody... I've had all of you on the show. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. We could just like get everyone on a group chat and we could probably come up with something, something good. Clydesdale yeah. PT. There we go. I'll, <laughs> I'll sponsor it. Um, sponsored by C4. So Jonathan, <laughs> apparently I didn't know Jonathan was this in. I actually can remember a FaceTime yeah. with Chandler and he told me about you. Biggest <laughs> smile he's had on his face in a while. Yeah. Jonathan's super sweet. That's really cool to hear. I feel like a couple people have told me that, like that, you know, he's, he was never one to be in a lot of relationships prior to this. So I, you know, everybody's a little bit different. So everybody told me that's close to him that, the fact that we were as serious as we were and as much as he liked me was a pretty big deal. So I feel special. <laughs> so we haven't even talked about this season yet, but there's one yeah. more thing we've got to get to before we get to that. And that is um, Lance Kelly has a, a Instagram account mm -hmm. um, and it is barbells and breakdowns. Yes. <laughs> and you are a frequent contributor to that. Mm -hmm. If you notice thumbnail in the, the Instagram thing I showed earlier in this show. Yeah. Jesse likes. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, barbells and breakdowns is when you're lifting heavy, uh -huh. you play the breakdown of a metal song uh -huh. while you're lifting and mm -hmm. you have contributed to that site a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> are, are you truly, do you live the metal life? You know, I, I would say, probably not as much as some people do, but my typical type of music that I enjoy listening to is on the punk rock sort of scale and the pop punk um, section. So I, I know there's different forms of metal. There's like hardcore metal and metal core and like whatever, they're all the different like subjective areas. Um, I do listen to like a few of the screamo bands, but my like 
main uh, bands that I enjoy listening to for people that care. Um, I love A Day to Remember. I love The Devil Wears Prada, Falling in Reverse. Um, I really enjoy Dance Gavin Dance, obviously Blink-182 and like some of the older bands, but that's sort of like my realm that I'm in. Um, but again, it's it's very different because I feel like metal goes in a lot of uh, different areas. It's a bunch of an umbrella term, but yeah. <laughs> so, so I do a show on here when it's not season and mm -hmm. it's top fives of different music categories, Ooh, groups, okay. whatever. And so I had Annika Greer on here yes, and yeah, had top that. five metal songs. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it was a debate as to like, what, what does metal mean to you or whatever? Right. Yes. And so what I picked, she was like, that's not metal. That's more yes. right. And, yes. and she was definitely, she went uh, much harder than I went with mine. I'm like in your realm, right? Mm -hmm. Octane on Sirius XM. Yeah. That's like that, that realm. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, but that's what I love about that show is I don't define it because I want to hear what your definition of it is. Mm -hmm. And then you give me your top five and why mine's different is because I define it as this. Yes, exactly. And I feel like a lot of times, like you say, you like metal and people were like, okay, like name five Metallica songs or something. And like, you know, that's well and good too. But I think, yeah, it's metal is more of like an umbrella term or punk rock and things like that. So I, I went to actually a, um, punk rock music festival that they had in Las Vegas last October and it was super cool because like there were like 10 bands there that I really liked but there were also like 80 other bands that I'd never heard of and like some of them I really liked some of them I hated like some were just like really soft rock some were like all screamo but I, it, they all fell under the umbrella category of rock music so it was just cool to be there and like see other people jamming out the stuff that I don't really like but everybody's got different tastes. So back in my day, and we're totally off the rails now, but yeah. <laughs> back in my day, there was a, there was a festival called Horde. Um, oh, and it was, Horde. Yeah. yeah. And it was a festival of an eclectic group of music. So there might be a swing band into a metal band into Neil Young. Yeah. Like it was just all over the map. Mm -hmm. And I went to one of those and I, it was the most fun. Cause just like you said, watching other people enjoy what maybe you don't particularly enjoy and seeing mm -hmm. their, why they enjoy it and how they get into it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I feel the same way about that. I'm my, if you like made me make a playlist, it would have like Frank Sinatra and then some like Taylor Swift and then hardcore metal and whatever. Like it would just be all over the place. Disney music. Like, I don't know. I like everything for different reasons, but you know, nobody can be, too particular on things they like because everybody's everybody's got their thing okay so now we're <laughs> going to move into um justin romare who has been oh, on yeah. the show as well yep um and you are with him with consistency breeds growth mm -hmm. um and my co-host charlie is doing that program with him Super um cool. so i i've seen before and after pictures that justin has posted um what has that meant to you and and your competitiveness in the space yeah, so um, Justin's awesome. He is really cool. He has a background in chemistry, which I really like being a science person. I Like I said, I went to PT school, so I have a general idea of nutrition, but nutrition in sports is very different. And I think that to be a highly competitive athlete, the what you're eating really, really like makes a big deal into how you're going to perform and not even just like what you're eating, but the timing of it, which is a really big thing for me. Um, and also how much, because I, I started out doing CrossFit. I was very tiny. Um, and in order to be good at the sport, you have to, you know, have some mass on you if you want to lift weights in any capacity. So Justin's helped me put on, like, since I worked with him, I probably gained like actually 10 or 15 pounds, but of like muscle mass. I've been working with him for over two years. Um, and it's been really cool because I've seen all of my numbers go up like a ton. I feel more fueled. I feel like I can actually train. Um, once I switched to training twice a day a few months ago, he immediately sent me new blueprints. He helped me out with like my timing and when I needed to get protein in and carbs and everything like that. So I think the nutrition side of the sport is something a lot of people don't utilize as much or like maybe they just you know, they can eat enough, but really when you're eating and like the quality of what you're eating matters a lot too. 
So now let's get into this season. Yeah. So two years at Granite Games, you come in, you do quarterfinals, and you you kick ass. Um, <laughs> 30th place in North America West. Um, and it is evident to me in your past performance that you get better live mm -hmm. than you do in these online competitions. So coming in in 30th with a with a much wider opportunity to make it to the games, mm -hmm. I was a little surprised that you were going team. Mm -hmm. um, that was actually, it was a tough decision for me to do that this year because like you said, I feel like every year gets a little bit better. I like, I think I do better at the in-person competitions because they're usually higher skill. Um, and I really like high skill movements. Um, and so I, I did weigh my options a little bit this year about, you know, going back and forth between doing individual and doing team. Um, but when we came out to Invictus, I knew there was like never a better opportunity to be on a team um, because they have such a great setup for it out here. Obviously they had a good team that finished last year, second place. Um, and so there's like, there was just such a, a push to do the team thing that I, I was like, I feel like I'd be missing the boat if I didn't do it. Um, and it's funny because my, well, I like doing individual stuff and I'm probably going to come back to it eventually. I, I really like doing team as well. Um, I feel like so much more of a drive to compete for other people than I do for myself. If I have people that are out there and I, you know, they need me to do 15 ring muscle ups because whatever, it's the end of the workout. And like, I will, I'll do it. Like I'll, kill myself for them because that's what you need to do on a team. Um, and I have never felt like more fit or more supported than I do doing team stuff. Like I mentioned before, it was actually like when I went to the semifinals two years ago, I was supposed to be doing team stuff, but then ended up falling through. So I really wanted to take the opportunity this year to do team and just get like a little bit of games experience. Hopefully I'm thinking we'll make it. Um, and then maybe come back to the individual side, but I'm very excited for the team stuff this year. Well, I would say that Invictus is probably the camp that focuses on team more than any other. For sure. And I've talked to Jen Ryan, like you have to, um, you have to commit to that team early in the season. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that what happened this year where you committed to that team and regardless of whatever you did in individuals, you are still going to be with the team. Yep. So we knew, um, going into it, we had set, it's actually really cool. We have three teams that did really well. Um, actually there are four teams, but three teams that made it to semifinals. Um, so I think that's like a big, a big outlier. Most gyms can like kind of pull together one team. So for a gym to have like three teams that are making it to semifinals and will probably all make it to the games is really, really cool. Um, but we did commit like pretty early in the season. I did individual semi or quarterfinals just to, see where I was at just to do the workouts. I did the workouts with Chandler cause he needed to do them. Um, and so I was like, I might as well put in my scores for that. Um, so I kind of knew that I was doing it just more for fun on the individual side, but we had already had the team set up and everything. So it was kind of a, a no brainer. So there's a crazy question in the chat okay. and it is, it's not that crazy. Okay. Is that a balloon to your left floating in and out of the screen? Yes. <laughs> I didn't, I was hoping you couldn't see it. At, I guess maybe you can, the air conditioning's on. Um, so I really like sharks. I have a shark tattooed on me and Chandler just brought me home a balloon the other day. It's not my birthday, but it was a shark balloon that he found. Um, and so I have it attached to our table here. Uh, I apologize for having it float in and out of the, oh yeah, you can see it in the corner. Can't you? Hmm. Yeah. Just I a little move bit it over a little bit. Um, and, Jeffrey Birchfield said, inquiring minds want to know. Oh, about the balloon. Yeah, it's a balloon. About the balloon. <laughs> yeah, all about the balloon. Yeah. yeah whoops, it's all probably... about the important questions. Yeah, people are like, what is that UFO that's swinging in and out of your video screen? I really didn't think that was going to be in there, but I should, uh, I should make sure that that's not there for future videos. <laughs> um, Jody Lynn says, oh, my goodness, that is so sweet. Yes, Jody, my husband is, he's very thoughtful. He like left one morning and then came back real quick and like threw the balloon in and didn't say anything. And I was like, what is that? But I really, 
couldn't ask for anything more. Some women are like, oh, I want flowers and candy. My husband brings me a balloon and it made my whole day. So. <laughs> you, you have a shark tattoo. Is that the only tattoo you have? No, I have five tattoos, I think. So I have ones that we can show on here. So I have a smiley face uh, tattooed on my wrist. Oh, can you see? Wait, there's the camera. Um, I have two tattoos on my foot. One is a clover that I got with three of my best friends. We were in Las Vegas. So we got the the suits suits of the card. Um, I, I don't know if the clover or club, it's a club, I guess is the correct term. I don't play cards. Um, and then my friends got the other diamond spade and heart. And then I have a little cat tattoo on the other side of my foot. Um, I used to have a cat that passed away. So that was in remembrance of her. And I have my favorite quote in the world is be kind. Well, the long quote is three things in this important, three things in this human life are important. The first is to be kind. The second is to be kind. And the third is to be kind. So I got a shortened version of that on the inside of my arm as well. That's very cool. Jeffrey Birchfield yeah. wants to know why sharks? <laughs> um, okay, so I don't know. I, I'm not a big believer in having multiple lives or whatever, things like that. But I do think that if that is a thing, um, I either was a shark or was eaten by a shark in a previous life. Um, so I know those are two very different things. But I've always, since I was little, thought sharks were like the coolest animal. I always wanted to go to the aquariums. Um, the Pittsburgh Zoo has a pretty good aquarium. And so I always thought sharks were awesome. I went swimming with sharks, like little baby nurse sharks when I was like 10, I think. Um, and I don't know. I just think they're really cool. I feel like they're an animal that's uh, very misunderstood because they really don't kill that many people. You can go out in the ocean. Chances, even if there's a shark next to you, it's probably not going to kill you. And if it does, it's just going to bite you and then be unhappy that you're not a seal and then leave. So I feel like they're a misunderstood creature and they're also just really, really cool. You know what my favorite part of the Pittsburgh zoo was when I was a kid was what? the escalator from the parking lot up the hill yeah. um, to enter the zoo. Yeah. That's a really cool, it's a steep escalator. It is. And yeah. it's the, when you're grow up in a small town, like that's, that's this major thing that you get to yeah. do. Yeah. Or whenever you get, you'll understand this too. When you come back from the airport and you go through, I don't remember what tunnel it is, the Fort Pitt tunnel, I think. And then you see oh, yeah. the skyline of the city. That's my favorite view. Every time I go home, I like, can't wait to see that. Me too. Yeah. Best, best view in the world. 100%. is coming through that tunnel. <laughs> uh, Danny Oliveri jumps in the Yay! chat. Jesse is the kindest human there is. Her ears must have been burning. She must have known we were talking about I her. I know. Coming from the other kindest human I know. So that's like high praise. Hi, Danny. I love you. <laughs> um, so, so you're on the team this year. I, we always, we're just getting off the rails all the time on the show. But so you're on a team and you have three competing at semifinals. Yes. I'm assuming you're all at the same semifinal because Invictus is in the West. Mm -hmm. Last time I checked, it's still in San yeah. Diego. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is the com competitiveness between the three teams? It is trash talking all day, every day, forever. Um, it's it's very competitive. And it's fun because, you know, I mean, you obviously have the, the first team that was together last year that's running it back again this year. So they have their defending title. Um, we joke that we were like the second team that came up behind them. We joke that we're the people's team. Um, and so we always say we're doing it for the people. So you have us and we like to, we like to trash talk them, even though they're clearly going to beat us in certain things, but we still like to make them feel like they might not win. Um, and then our third team is very competitive too. Um, so it's, it's a fun group of people. We, we have two worms at the gym. We have a bunch of stuff. So like we'll go head to head a lot. Um, it is tough getting all 12 people there at the same time and having enough space to do everything, but you'll get, you know, one group that does something in the morning, you see their times, you try to beat it. So it's, it's a competitive atmosphere for sure. So I was at West coast classic when Invictus took two teams to mm -hmm. that in 21 and they were trash talking on the floor yeah. during semifinals. Yeah. It was pretty heated. Mm -hmm. Um, do you imagine that happening to you guys at in Pasadena? 
hundred percent. Yeah. And it's, it's all out of love, even though we'll probably say some like very harsh things. Um, it's just because we know each other. Like we've been, I mean, we've only been here since January, but like these people feel like family. We've been, tra we train together every single day, all the time. We hang out on the weekends. We do everything. So they become your friends. And like, even though you're out on the floor, like you're, we want them to do well, but like, you also want to do better than them. And the best way to do that is by getting into their heads. And we also know more about each other. So I feel like you have more of an opportunity to trash talk. If you know somebody like whatever, say there's handstand walking and you know, X person on the other team isn't good at handstand walking. You want to, you know, butter them up a little bit before they start, make them get a little bit nervous. <laughs> or even if they're really good at something and you try to make them feel like they're not going to be good at it. It's fun either way. So the end goal is to get all three teams to the games. Yeah, hundred percent. I really think we have a high opportunity of doing that. Um, just based on how we finished for quarterfinals and everything as well. I think, you know, it depends on what they do for the workouts and how everybody's feeling over the weekend, but I think there's a high possibility. That's great. That's yeah. great. Um, so I've never been to California. Hmm. I'm going to Pasadena for semis. How far is it from Invictus to to Pasadena. Oh, it's beautiful. I think it's like a little under under a three hour drive. Okay. So it's yeah, very convenient. I've had to go from Pittsburgh and Boston out to um, Granite Games the past two years. And that was like, ridiculous. There's unless you do a 20 hour drive, it's not going to happen. So um, it's really nice to be within driving distance to your semifinals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as someone who has booked flights, it's I'm sure you're really glad you just get to drive up this, the road. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. And that's, and same thing with that. Like, I mean, every year buying flights to go out to the games or go to whatever, like it's, it's expensive. Hotels are expensive. I think there's one guy on the other team that lives like out near LA. And I think he's actually going to be able to like drive home every night. Cause it's only like maybe half an hour, 45 minutes for him. So he's just going to like drive there every day, which I was like, that's so nice to be able to sleep in your own bed night of competition. Yeah. I can't even imagine if you were living because we've talked to a couple athletes that are in LA mm -hmm. and are going to get to stay at home for the yeah. competition. Um, and I can't to sleep in your own bed for a competition that big would be freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to miss my bed, but that's okay. We have a hotel room. I actually sleep really well in hotels, so I'm not, I'm not, not excited. <laughs> So, so teams start on Thursday, individuals start on Friday. Chandler's going to be there competing as well. How do you split that up? How do you split your time? Are you glad that you kind of get a day just to yourself and then Chandler gets a day just to himself on Sunday? I Yes, very much so. I actually was thinking about this a lot because we, as I mentioned before, all the competitions we've done, we've been competing every single day on the same days. Um, so it's cool that we're going to have, especially on Sunday, where I'm sure like everybody's going to be going crazy. Um, I'm sure it's going to be very fun. So I'm excited to see him compete. And I actually get to watch as like a spectator because I other than seeing him at the games two years ago, I and at Rogue this past year. But I don't get to spectate him as much as I want to when I'm competing because obviously I'm doing my own stuff. So I am grateful that there's a little bit of a breakup for that. Well. And if he punches his ticket to the games, which we hope he does on Sunday, yeah. you'll be able to watch all of Sunday and yeah. that happen. Yeah. Again, very excited about that. Thank you, CrossFit for, yeah, I know you didn't do it for me, but I'm going to pretend you did. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, so I'm excited. I, I know he's going to get it this year. So it's, it's going to be cool to watch. So I'm going to give you a free pass here. If you do not want to answer this question, you do not have to. Okay. We had Noah on the show okay. uh, about six <laughs> months ago. Uh -huh. And he said that him and Chandler were going to put together a team after Noah did this season. Mm -hmm. You don't have to answer that question if you don't or confirm or deny that. Yeah. Is it, would it ever be possible for you and Chandler to be on the same team? <laughs> we talk about that a lot. Um, we've actually never done, we've done like some partner stuff together, but we've never done a team competition, not even like a local thing. Um, I feel like we'd have to start there first and see how that goes. He is, he's way more fit than I am. I'm not like going to try to pretend that I'm like anywhere near his level. He also does burpees way too fast for me. Um, so I would like to say if I keep training as hard as I am, maybe in like a year or two or whatever, um, or at least I'd be like a really good alternate, but I, 
I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibilities, but I know that if he does go on a team, he's going to have a lot of good opportunities for, I'm sure, like higher competitive level girls that would like to also compete with him. So might have to like beat a few people up, but maybe one day. Okay. I'm confused because I think you're a high level girl already. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's it's and- so tough. I mean, like in this sport, it's, it's so funny because like, I know if I went back eight, nine years ago and showed myself where I'm at now, like I'd be so stoked, but it's so hard to like, just compare yourself every day. You're like, okay, well, I just saw Alex Gazan bench press 270, which is absurd, but I'm like, hey, y'all, can I even bench 200 on a good day? Like, it's always like a something else to work on somebody else to be better than something else to like strive for. People are always breaking the limits that you think have already been set. Um, so, which I love, I love being able to always get better at things, but it's hard to, to feel like you're at a spot where you're, I don't know, I don't want to say good enough, but kind of that. So I'm, so now I'm going down another road because the way you answered that. <laughs> so if you make, if you qualify for individual semifinals, mm-hmm. hypothetically, that means you are one of the 300 fittest women in the world. Mm-hmm. As an athlete who is fairly new to the sport, mm-hmm. is it hard um, to put yourself in the place of that position um, when you've been crossfitting since 2013? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard some of the names that are in that group with you. Is it hard to see yourself in that group as well? hundred percent. Yes. Um, I, I feel like you know, somebody, I always like Kelsey Keel was somebody I always like looked up to. I still do. She's really awesome. Like there are so many people in the sport and like to see, like even competing next to them at like Wadapalooza and like Granite Games last year when I was on the floor with like, with Danny and Amanda and whoever, like it's, it still feels surreal. Um, and, but it's also like very humbling at the same time, because even when you're next to them, like you're still getting beat by a lot because these are the the point zero 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 one percent in the sport and that's what it takes to get on to the games um so it's really cool to to be next to them but i still think sometimes like you said it doesn't feel real yeah because you like again you finished 11th last year and what mm-hmm. the most stacked semifinal out there mm-hmm. and you qualified in the third position on a team for semifinals in the West, mm-hmm. like you're no slouch. <laughs> no, not really. But it's, I, I think the, the way that you continue to get better in the sport is to not be complacent or not be happy with where I wouldn't, I wouldn't say not be happy with where you're at, but to always want to be a little bit better. You know, you can still really enjoy where you're at, but also be like, Oh, wouldn't it be cool if I was like second in the region or first on a team or whatever. So it's, I think that's what drives you to keep training and keep, you know, torturing yourself in the gym every day. Cause training that hard isn't, it isn't always fun. You know, like you're throwing up, you're crying, you're like not having a good time all the time. And that's just like the realist, the realistic part of it. Um, and so I feel like that's kind of what has to keep you driving forward is always wanting to be just a little bit better. You can still enjoy where you're at, but want it just a little bit more. So I want to backtrack to you and Chandler on the same team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so not about your physical ability, but mm-hmm. personality wise, would it work for the two of you to be on the same team? Because my wife and I, it would not work. <laughs> I would get a dumbbell chucked at my head shortly after we started. Yeah. I think that's the, you know, the tough part about like, we've, we've sort of gone over that hurdle too, where we're together. Like when I used to work, it was a little different because I didn't see him for eight, nine hours of the day, but like now we're together in the gym all day. And then we come home and we like hang out in between sessions and then we go back to the gym together and then we're together all the time. So that was a little bit of a new thing to get used to. I'm sure some couples out there, like if you work with your significant other, it's really different because like you're around each other all the time, 24 seven. Um, so I honestly think now that we've had that, like this trial phase of doing that, we would know how to train together a little bit better. Um, he, I'm definitely a little bit more of like the lighthearted one. Like I like to laugh and make jokes about things and he takes things very seriously, which is why he's as good as he is. Um, so I think it could work, but I feel like I'd have to rein myself in a little bit (laughs) and maybe take it a little bit more seriously because I would just, sometimes I'm just, you know, 
out there having fun and it's like, okay, we actually have to be here for most of this. <laughs> so let's go down that path. You're on yeah. a team now, you mm -hmm. know, we talked it right on the, the onset of this uh, show that you like your individuality. You liked your basketball Jersey and sunglasses on the, on the competition <laughs> floor. Now you're on a team. Mm -hmm. Do you have the opportunity to be Jesse or do you have to kind of conform to the team? I think, especially on the team that I'm on, um, I, I love my team. We get along super, super well. I feel like we all have our own personalities, but we're not, nobody overlaps. Nobody's like trying to outshine anyone else. Um, if you know anybody on the team. So Eric has been around for a really long time in the sport. So he's kind of like our, our seasoned veteran. Um, our younger guy, Tyler, has only been doing CrossFit for like two years, which is absurd. So he's he's very new uh, to all of this, which is awesome. Um, so he's like, I feel like very conformable. Like he, you know, we'll figure out how to teach him to be like a CrossFit athlete throughout all of this. Um, Emily actually hasn't been doing this for that long either, but she's, once you get to open her up, she's very funny and goofy and also like a really, really solid worker. Like she'll work harder than anyone. Um, and so I feel like we mesh together really, really well in that aspect. There's nobody that feels like they deserve it more than anybody else. There's nobody that's like, you know, has a, a super strong personality. Um, but I think that lends us well to working well together, but also still being ourselves. Um, and I feel like, you know, you could still be yourself on a team and still do what you know how to do, but also work hard for everybody else that you're working out with. So Jimmy Latimer says that every team needs someone like you that is mm -hmm. just a little bit goofy and wants to have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think like when you're training all the time and everything, like sometimes I'll just be like silly and like, we'll switch spots on the worm. Like I'll go get to the guy's spot and tell the guys to go to the girl's spot just for like, you know, shits and giggles while we're doing stuff. Um, and I feel like that's, it's, you know, not when we're doing something really serious, but just to like mess around and you do cartwheels in the gym and somersaults and, you know, throw chalk at someone, whatever. It keeps everything lighthearted. Because like I said, when you're in the gym, six hours a day, seven hours a day, it's like easy to not enjoy it. But like we get to train every day, which is really, really cool. And what a lot of people would really want to do. So you got to appreciate it a little bit more. So my last question is you've lived in Pittsburgh, you've mm -hmm. lived in Boston, you've lived in San Diego. Any mm -hmm. idea where you would like to settle? This is a question I ask myself every day. I have no idea. Um, at Pittsburgh is my heart. I feel like my family is still there. My brother lives in DC, but like they're all still on the East coast. Um, the cost of living is amazing in Pittsburgh compared to everywhere else. But I, I don't know. I feel like Chandler and I talk about it a lot. Um, I think it really just depends on where CrossFit takes us, where the seasons go and everything like that, what happens with next year. And we're not ready to settle down just yet. Um, but I would, if you, you know, had to make me pick right now, I feel like we would end up back in Pittsburgh in a few years just because that's, that's home, but who knows? We like Ohio. Ohio is really cool. So. Yeah. I, I love Pennsylvania. I love the yeah. mountains. I love like, it just has a smell when I go there that I just yeah. love. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, as, and I've lived in Ohio for 20 plus years now. Mm -hmm. And I, I think Pennsylvania will always be my home. Mm -hmm. Right. But the job opportunities just weren't there unless I can make this thing big. So you, uh, you never know. Jonathan has one more question. <laughs> What's your I made it moment? Oof. Um, my, this, whatever, this isn't very CrossFit related, but my I made it moment is not, it, I, I don't think, I, I think CrossFit is a very fleeting sense of um, fulfillment because everybody's going to be doing something better. Everybody's going to be, you know, you could, I could clean and jerk 300 pounds and then somebody else in a few years is going to clean and jerk 310 pounds, whatever. Um, I really feel like my, I made it moment in my life is going to be probably when I'm a mom, when my kids are happy knowing that I've done well for them and that they're living their best lives and happy and enjoying everything. So I don't think it really, I, I won't say it doesn't exist in CrossFit. Honestly, I feel like I would already say that I've had my, I made it moment because I, 
am good at what I do and I enjoy it. So I think that's already happened and it happens every day, but I think in life it's going to happen hopefully in the next few years, but. Awesome. Well, this has been a tremendous pleasure. I want to thank you so much for jumping on with me. Um, I'm going to be in Pasadena, so I can't wait to see you guys again. And um, if you could just hold on one second after I say goodbye to the audience with guys, thank you so much for jumping on with us. Uh, You guys are the best. We'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale media podcast.